Coming up on today's show, WWE announces a Raw Women's Championship match for Backlash. And then they immediately change that match. Mansoor's streak unceremoniously comes to an end. Osprey and Shingo go 44 minutes this morning. And a health scare greatly impacted New Japan's show this morning. Hey, Andrade, Kenny Omega's a real busy guy, and you don't have any belts. <laughs> and Travis attempts the daily wrestling news show gauntlet and more on this 90th episode of the daily wrestling news show. I don't know what that is. This is the daily wrestling news for May 4th in 2021. And we are powered by the Eastern observer. My name is Ryan Joyne, and coming to you live from Minas to Bell Time Studio B on the beautiful shores of the great Sakandaga Lake within the Empire State's Adirondack Park. I am joined today by Travis Severance. Travis, happy Star Wars Day. May the 4th be with you as well, Ryan. Uh, <laughs> yesterday was a big day. It was Bullet Club Day, May 3rd, May 4th. We've got May the 4th be with you. Big Star Wars Day today, and then uh, Revenge of the 6th is coming up as well. Um, so yeah, it's a pretty good day. Great weather. I'm glad you're... Uh, not too far from where you normally, from where I am these days. So we'll be catching up soon. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, we do have a bunch of news to get into, and we might as well start with Monday Night Raw. And Al is requesting that we talk about Eva Marie first. So welcome back, Eva Marie. Uh, mm. She made her debut with a video package last night, and I guess the evolution is coming soon. The evolution apparently killed the iconics. So, in fairness, Eva Marie had been signed for like six months, mm-hmm. and they just haven't done anything with her. But yeah, that's the, that's the sort of the undercurrent that you're seeing a lot of blowback on now from the uh, the internet wrestling community that we just had all these layoffs, and now you're bringing Eva Marie in. So, yeah, probably now that they've built up Rhea, they needed a real good competitor for her. So Eva comes in and is going to take that spot after. She takes care of business at Backlash. It makes perfect sense. <laughs> the other big stories, uh, there's only a few stories, really, that came out of Raw last night, but Mansoor signed with Monday Night Raw. Um, prior to signing to Monday Night Raw, he had a 49-match winning streak. This was not mentioned, as far as I know, on the show last night at all. And he lost to Sheamus by disqualification with no mention of the streak whatsoever. So I guess he is not getting the Bill Goldberg Oscar treatment I will not be creating a Mansoor award for trivia. Um, it's just, that's it. He's gone. That's rough. Yeah, he didn't even get sparklers or anything. There's yeah. no Womansoor a la Gilberg that's coming out. So, poor guy. So that's it for Mansoor. Um, but welcome to Monday Night Raw. We'll see you uh, see you soon, I guess. See what you do, are up to. Uh, and then some more news. Right before Raw went on the air, they announced a Raw Women's Championship match for WrestleMania Backlash. It's going to be Rhea Ripley versus Asuka. At least that's how it started. Once we got into uh, into the show, it was pretty quickly changed to Rhea Ripley versus Asuka versus Charlotte Flair. So I think coming off of the massive heat that Daniel Bryan got for wedging his way into the WrestleMania match, they said, well, let's see if we can use that same tactic again and see what happens. So. Yeah, um, I do. I do like the um, 
there's not a ton of stuff about raw that i'm super interested in but i do like the um i do like to see the sonia deville character and how this is gonna gonna impact things that is an interesting angle to me for sure yeah the sonia deville and adam pierce are kind of at each other's throats a little bit sonia real apologetic all the time but adam pierce is like well you know we should be talking about these things and making these decisions together and she's like i know but it's last minute so whatever we'll see how that uh how that paces out i don't think we're going to eventually get sonia deville versus adam pierce but you know maybe they'll put each other in matches that'll be money in the bank mm-hmm. yeah cedric alexander and shelton benjamin split up as a tag team so that's the end of them on raw last night yep and aside from that we did find out that next week we're getting a preview of backlash we're getting drew mcintyre versus bobby lashley that's coming off the other preview match we had last night which was braun Strowman versus bobby lashley uh and otherwise the only other thing i'll say about the show really is that we got angel garza in a match we got drew gulak in a match umberto carrillo is locked into a program with sheamus as well as mansoor so starting to see a few talents get mixed in i think it's the post wrestlemania let's dust these people off and see if we can get something going with them so. yeah I, I wish that they would have given them a little bit more time in that gulak match um to really see like it's obvious that they're doing something with garza with this whole situation that she he's having with naya like it would have been nice to see him go longer than i'm not even sure how many minutes um gulak got no essentially no offense that entire match so i think garza is a great wrestler i think he had a really good thing going before and they kind of lost he got lost in the sauce with the the thea trinidad stuff and the andrade stuff and um you know that was that was kind of cool when they were doing that and then when he got moved over to raw i was like eh, i don't know what to do with this guy anymore so which is sadly the place where a lot of cruiserweights end up in raw yeah it was a two-minute match last night um and garza won with the wing snapper or wing clipper whatever he calls it so that is that um okay today's history lesson 40 years ago today is the anniversary of pat patterson and sergeant slaughter's alley fight the match ended when the grand wizard tossed a towel in the ring on slaughter's behalf because he was busted wide open so 40 years ago today i thought it was the match for the alley the bunny from butcher mm. and the blade no. she was not involved and may not have been born i don't think so I, i'm gonna guess not so all right some other top stories coming out of uh, the last day kenny omega responding to andrade's challenge for the triple a mega championship by saying i'm busy give me some time to think about it so uh, I'm, I'm sure we're going to this match but you know there's a got to be a lot of popping circumstance behind kenny's uh, acceptance so it was very cool to see andrade uh on that program um obviously he's not sitting back on his laurels um i'm sure i think we'll see him pop up in a couple of different places um it was really cool to see him in AAA again yeah he has actually advertised in a, in a few different places already he did a mm-hmm. signing recently he's got this um rusha's new promotion that he's starting up andrade has been advertised for that so he is going to be all over the place so. Yeah, and we might see like doses of Ms. La Sombra too. And I think I, I liked La Sombra a lot. So 
it'll be cool if he kind of does sort of the Leo Rush thing and maybe does some Blackheart stuff and does some Lissandra stuff and we see kind of two versions of him and it'd be, I think it's a thousand times more interesting when a character's got two different ways that they can go as far as that goes and, and show up and be one or the other. Um, it keeps it interesting for whoever's booking him in there and he's in great shape. Like <laughs> the guy can go. Yeah. It's actually a great match. Kenny Omega versus Andrade specifically in Mexico, I think is a great match. And it's on their biggest show. It is their WrestleMania. They're bound for glory. They're double or nothing, whatever you want to call, want to say. Yep. It's their big show. Yeah, it's certainly set up in a way where Kenny's title is at risk. And he's had that belt for a long time. Yep. His last defense was against Laredo Kid back in December. And uh, he won. So <laughs> obviously he still obviously. got the belt. So. Mm -hmm. Okay, so this morning, Osprey retained the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship in a 44-minute match against Shingo Takagi. Heck of a match. They stole all the stars, probably. There's a shortage in wrestling. Yeah, they, that, it was a banger. Um, some really interesting table spots and stuff when you see 44 minutes long there's a lot going on in the match you know osprey finishes finishes him off with essentially three finishers he hits a rainmaker hidden blade and then into the Stormbreaker, back to back to back uh takage left lane um man has he had for a guy who's lost a whole bunch of times he's had some insane matches this this year alone like his tanahashi match was was really good um it, it, it's been a great year for Takage, even on the losing side of everything. Um, but he, was man, in that, he was that never champion. Like all year last year, had some great matches with Minoru Suzuki. Um, yep. There's there's nothing bad to say about Shingo Takagi. Yeah, his even, Jeff Cobb match in the cup was, was crazy yep. too as well. So like he's had 12 months of really, really insane matches with, you know, other than the, the never belt win, you know, not a lot of wins. Um, and I, I'm, I'm, now I'm starting to feel United Empire a little bit. I was a little worried. They brought in Aaron Hanari, and I'm like, man, that wasn't the explosive addition that I thought, but I think he's coming into his own. In United Empire, it's interesting to see a lot of guys kind of in the same spot in their careers, getting to sort of feed off of each other as a group a little bit. So whether that was Will's pick for those guys or, you know, it was Gato or some combination of the, of the two of them, uh, good job, great pairing, like, uh, the faction is is coming into its own now. Hanare is a lot better off now than he was before. He was kind of characterless. I mean, yep. he, were, he he's a New Zealand New Zealand guy, and he was kind of playing off of that background. But otherwise, he was really didn't have anything going for himself. Now he's really cool. He's got the shades. He's in the Empire. He's yeah, you know, good looking dude, right? Like yep. you, you've got some you got some some good good sized guys that can wrestle and stuff like that. I think they would be It'll be interesting to me if we see him go after the Never Three. Um, sure. I think they would be cool to have those belts for sure. And, and Will's obviously look great. Now you, you brought up the tables with this match with uh, Osprey and Shingo. And you don't often see tables in, J in New no. Japan. It's kind of a rare, a rare occurrence. But in this match, it was probably about halfway through. Shingo Takagi hit Made in Japan, his finisher, off of the apron through two tables. Will Osprey just barely beat the 20 count into the ring. He gets in the ring. Shingo immediately hits Made in Japan again in the middle of the ring, and Osprey kicks out at two. So massive false finish, the two of them really, because in Japan, your title's changing hands if you get counted out of the ring. 
Absolutely. And that, and that happens and we see it. And like, these aren't these American particle board tables either. And in Japan, if you haven't seen their tables, they're well-constructed, short, thin tables with a lot of metal. And when you go through two of them with made in Japan, it was a brutal spot. And then the other interesting spot that's kind of minor, but if you go back and you get a chance to take a look at it, there's a spot where, where Will Ospreay is pinning Takage. And instead of him having his arm or a leg on the ropes, he had his arm outside of the plane, the field of the ring, and Red Shoes called it, stop the count. So it's a it's it's nice to see them call back to a rule that you don't see utilized a lot of times. Um, to say, okay, yep, he's he's broken the plane with his arm, he's outside of he's essentially out of bounds, right? And they stopped the count. So a cool, cool little small spot. You know, New Japan does a good job of weaving that sort of stuff in. Um, and just a nice thing to see where you know, Red Shoes as a as a great official called it immediately and they moved on with the match. Now the other news coming out of the show this morning is that they had a health scare and there were, you know, they're they're doing back-to-back shows. They did a show yesterday and there was a six-man tag match. It was Okada, Show, and Yo versus uh, Desperado, Desperado, Kanemaru, and Suzuki. Well, one of those guys came down with a fever and wasn't looking good. And he's going, putting them through testing and everything like that. They pulled all six guys from this card, changed up a whole bunch of matches, including Yo was supposed to fight El Desperado for the IWGP Junior Championship as the semi-main event. That match got pulled. So um, in the end, after Osprey wins and you know conquers uh, Takagi, he gets on the microphone and says, uh, New Japan leads too much on Will Ospreay. Card subject to change. You get you got your money's worth just by seeing me wrestle alone. We sold out this place when my match was the only one announced, and onward and upward. So uh, Osprey used that sort of the angle, which was kind of a nice thing. But you see New Japan being really careful with uh, you know being very health conscious their shows yeah for sure um and i think that's definitely part of the reason why we saw the 45 minute banger today Mm -hmm. because they had to cut a match so they had to fill it in and luckily they had two guys not that they don't have a lot of talent in the locker room that can go that long um but it just you know it it definitely heightened the the match in general and yeah he used that to platform off it and you know they had set this up before this match but it looks like osprey's on his way to akata next Um, yeah that's the Tokyo Dome match. It's Tokyo Dome match Tokyo for Dome. Grand Slam or Wrestle Slam or whatever they're calling it. Yeah. Yep. Yep. End of the end of the month. That's where we're going. Assuming that Tokyo is out of lockdown and that they can hold events and stuff like that. So, yep. um, and that they could do it with no fans, but that doesn't sound <laughs> like a very no wise thing to do. So, um, you know, the other news coming out of New Japan. I talked about it with Al Carl yesterday. It was late breaking right before the show. The match concluded, but Jay White won the Never Championship. Uh, also, another long, long match, 39 minutes that match went. So back-to-back days with really long matches to close out the shows. That's why I'm running with my Jay White King Switch shirt on today. Um, I didn't want to put my United Empire shirt on because I think some of the folks maybe do the same as I do on different times and don't have a chance to watch it. So I didn't want this image to be up on our video for them uh, to yeah. know that my United Kingdom or my Kingpin Will Ospreay shirt won. So yeah, big ups to Jay, uh, quad champion. The only one to ever yeah. do that. He's one of six men to ever hold the U S belt. He's only one of only 15 to ever hold the IC belt too. So he's in really, really small company. And he did make a mention to, um, 
belt collectors knowing where he is. Yes. Um, yeah. His career-wise, he's one and one versus Omega, and his one win is for a belt um, when he won the U.S. title. So uh, Jay, although he looks like he he called out former partner of his David Finley, and it looks like that's where we're headed next for the open weight. So that'll be fun. Yeah, he he specifically called out Finley and Taguchi. Right. So you know it makes sense. You know Taguchi is the 69th ever IWGP Junior Champion, so. Uh, he wears the 69 proudly on his pants or whatever. But um, so it looks like uh, Jay is setting himself up to wrestle those two guys and then planting a little seed because it gets all our attention and sets the internet on fire when he mentions belt collecting. So, mm-hmm. absolutely. But we know Kenny Omega needs a Japanese belt in his profile to, to make it really, to have global domination, he needs a Japanese belt. Don't matter which one, it can even be the US version. Of Japan's belt, but he needs a belt. Yeah, and we'll he's see gonna... who's who's going to hold that belt in in a couple of, in a, in about a week. Eight yeah, Nagata versus uh, Nagata versus Moxley coming up May twelfth mm-hmm. on Dynamite. So. On Dynamite, Nagata san. All right, well, Fightful Select confirmed Dave Meltzer's report that WWE and MLW are forming a working relationship and it's being discussed at the highest level, although they do say that many in NXT were surprised to find out the news when Dave reported it. So so uh, not everybody knows what's going on, I guess, but they are discussing at the highest levels. So no more news other than that, but it should be great to see those companies work together, I think. Yeah, I think it's, it's definitely great for MLW. I'm still waiting to see how it looks and what it puts together for, for WWE and what they actually end up getting out of this. Um, other than, you know, what was discussed on the internet, which is kind of an exhaust port for this overabundance of talent that they don't have getting exposed anywhere else. So, well, you know, um, court Bauer said that when they come back July 10th, it's going to be reloaded rosters. Yep. And I will tell you, they have, they have their regular fusion show every Tuesday Plus, they now have a deal with Vice, and they have a deal with his own. So they've got a lot of programming that they're going to need to do. Um, so it could be that they need more talent to kind of work in to fill out the cards some, but uh, we'll see what happens. I'm optimistic that it'll be good for both, uh, and then we'll probably get some MLW on the WWE Network as well. Court's always looking for some place to put his product. So, Yeah, for sure. Also, Fightful Select reports that Kip Sabian is indeed on the shelf. He needs surgery, and the Miro attack will be used to explain that. So, there you go. And here's a MMA story that I don't typically... We don't typically do MMA, but may it be a word of caution to those of you that pirate Triller is going after individuals who illegally streamed their 417 show. The lawsuit will be for $150,000 per illegal stream, but they are giving people for until 6-1 to pay the cost of the show. And then after that, anyone that pays the cost of the show will be removed from the lawsuit. Um, but if you don't, if you don't pay that up, they've got your VP, they've got your uh, uh, IP address. So they're going to be coming after you. So uh, word to the wise, if you're into pirating certain events, whether they be wrestling or MMA. So yeah, buy the product guys, buy the product. Yep. <clears throat> okay. Travis, some lineups for this week. We have NXT tonight. We have a tag team title match, Ember Moon and Shotzi Blackheart versus Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell. Looking at the numbers back at this one, Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell. Um, they have a kind of a lopsided record. 
and all of their losses, I think there's three of them, were to Ember Moon and Shotzi Blackheart. So uh, will this, it's, you know, Al Carl always says it's hard to lose the same team, team three times in the same season, jokingly, but uh, these guys have already proven that. We'll see if they can lose a fourth time. So. Yeah, this, I don't know. I don't see them dropping the titles here. So yeah, good luck to Candace and Indy. And then Isaiah Swerve Scott versus Leon Ruff in a false count anywhere match. Um, you know, this should be fun. You know, hopefully, hopefully these guys destroy each other and, you know, we have a, a good, good, interesting finish somewhere in the building, you know, like see some other parts of the building or whatever. And Yeah. Two, two wrestlers that I enjoy watching for sure. I think they're great performers. Um, you know, it's since, nice to see them get a feature. It, it's good to see them get a feature, you know, since Damien left Leon kind of hasn't gotten, it's kind of just been languishing there and stuff like that. And Isaiah Scott is somebody that I thought, man, when they brought him in initially, I'm like, man, this is a good guy that can really do some damage there. And then like, he's kind of not had much going on either. So yeah, this should be good. Um, We might false count anywhere means that we might see some random interference that happens just somewhere in one of the rooms or whatever to, to maybe continue this thing. So it's probably not just like a a one and done. I think we're going to see a little bit more from these two, which is good. John DeCani and I were talking last week about, uh, they used to have, and only did it a couple of times, but the most notable example is in WrestleMania 10, they had Macho Man Randy Savage versus Crush in a false count anywhere match. And the concept was you would pin the guy somewhere outside the ring, and then they had 60 seconds to get back to the ring. And uh, then it would be, you know, and that's how the the finish would happen. That's not what they're doing here, but it would be kind of a fun swerve to uh, to put on that style of match. So Yeah, absolutely. And then on Dynamite tomorrow night, Kenny Omega and Michael Nakazawa versus John Moxley and Eddie Kingston. How do you think Nakazawa will take the pin here? <laughs> Not as oiled up. Maybe he gets hit over the head with a laptop or something. <sighs> yeah. Then, yeah. And I don't know. Maybe maybe we see Nagata do something in this thing too. Um, to kind of get him talking about, you know, next week. Um sure. Yeah, it certainly feels like a Michael Nakazawa lost for sure. Yep, we got him inserted into that match properly. I think we missed the Ciampa Thatcher versus GYV. We did, yes. Yep, they did announce that match. That That should be a great match as well. Yeah, those four are great. Um, So, yeah, there's going to be shenanigans in this match for sure. We know there's not going to be a DQ because I think they've only had two in the history of 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 AEW ever. But, yeah, Michael – sorry, Mike. Yeah, the, when one of those DQs was in an Iron Man match, just to prove that they could do it. So, sorry, Pac. <laughs> Whoops. So, uh, and then Dr. Brett Baker, she'll be in action to extend her winning streak. I'm sure they haven't announced who her in-action opponent will be yet. So, yeah, and it's—I think that's the only women's match on the card announced thus far. I was surprised that we didn't see anything else. Um, well, Blood and Guts is going to take up a lot of time. Yeah, so. it is. Yep. Yeah. Um, SCU versus Jurassic Express versus Varsity Blondes versus the Acclaimed. In the tag team eliminator match that we're just eliminating tag teams to get to a tag team. Pretty sure SCU will win this team since they they can't lose. Otherwise, they have to break up. And we just had that fiery promo from Daniels and Kazarian last week. So So far, it's feeling a little chalky here on AEW. Cody Rhodes versus QT Marshall. I don't know if it matters. I, I think that there's going to be some interference from Nick Camarado and those guys. This whole situation 
this nightmare family versus the factory. I maintain that it's got very little to do with Cody and QT and Dustin and Billy Gunn. And it's all about the gun club, Aaron Solo, Lee Johnson, Nick Camarado. So it's just what's going to spin out of here that they can play off of in my estimation. Yeah. And I was, I'm surprised if it was anything else other than that, I'm surprised that they went to this match immediately, right? Like this feels like, you do your big build and like you had the whole attack that happened and then you had the comeback and whatever. Um, I was kind of surprised they put it on this show because I thought it would be a higher profile match or there'd be some stipulations to it. And that's probably where we're going. And this is probably just going to turn into another scrum mess. Yep. Um, and, and somebody will get a win somehow. Yeah. I mean, it looks like Cody, right? I mean, hard, hard to believe the QT will pin Cody in any kind of clean fashion for sure. But yeah. But then, Blood and guts. I don't think this is so easy to pick. I think. I don't think. I don't think this. I mean, and I we'll pick Wrongler picks on the Essential Wrestling Podcast tonight. But Travis, you won't be on there, so I will you got not. a feeling about this? It is really, really tough um, to call this. Um, I don't know where this. This is obviously not the end of this thing, even though it it feels like it is. But the the challenge to this is like. The other times before where we saw this kind of faction build up, we had some altercations and some nonsense that happened, but like war games was always the blow off to it. And we're moving on to the next program. And this, it feels like we're kind of in the middle. Like it doesn't feel like, I don't, I don't think that this is okay. One faction goes away. They lick their wounds. The other factions, the champions or whatever. The inner circle is already established. Pinnacle is the new, new kids. I think the, the loss makes inner circle have to reassess and sort of circle the wagons and pinnacle gets to be the big dominant young bucks, the new guys, the whatever. So I think it makes more sense to me to have pinnacle win. I also don't like the idea of MJF losing. Um, he doesn't obviously have to take the pin. Somebody else could take the pin, but whoever takes the pin in this match, no if, it's on the, so if it's on submission or surrender or submission or surrender, whoever, whoever does, that if they're on the pinnacle really hurts their character. And I don't think that happens for inner circle, but also the inner circle guys, regardless of what they said, Santana Ortiz have done essentially nothing since they've come over from impact. They've done nothing. They've got very few wins. They've got very few title matches. They, they've just not done anything. You got Jake Hager. Who's kind of been the missing man. He lost to Wardlow. He, beat Dustin Rhodes. Like he doesn't have a ton of victories. Sammy Guevara. This is the first time we're seeing him in the, in a ring since long gosh, time. I, don't, I don't know, January or February. Um, mm. it, 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 it is a rough match to call. And the reason why it's a rough match to call is AEW writes good shit. And because they write good shit, there's a lot of different ways that this thing can go. And you can't just call it one way and pretend it's going to be one way. We could have somebody show up during this match. Something crazy could happen as well. You could have a turn. A hundred percent. You could have all kinds of nonsense that happened. So I wouldn't want to have to call this thing for points. If I had to, my heart, my heart, says, <laughs> my heart and pinnacle says pinnacle. And um, I think because they're going to try to elevate them a little bit more, a loss here to inner circle really puts them in a weird spot. But then again, I've just had to live through this with my United Empire as well. 
taking some real savage beatings in the beginning until they kind of establish themselves. Um, I think the way you set this up, though, this is this is not the end. This is not the blow off. And then Jericho has talked about this. MJF has talked about this. Santana and Ortiz, they've all done media over the last week. And they've talked about how you know, even Sean Spears, that this is this is just starting point. And it's weird because this is typically a blow off, but you haven't mm-hmm. seen any of these guys wrestling each other in singles competition or, or tag team or anything like that. So um, it'll be interesting to see where they go from here and what, how this story plays out because we know it's the beginning and not the end. Yeah, this is a cool, this is a cool match to see what I would have loved to seen and it would take up the whole show. Let me see singles and doubles pair offs of everybody, right? Mm-hmm. Let me go MJF and Jericho in a main event. Let me let me see you know Hager and Wardlow. Let me see Sammy versus Sean. Let me see the two tag teams versus each other, one after another after another. And yeah. that's five great that's matches, where we go. four, four great matches. And yeah, maybe that's what we see. And we see like uh, you know who, whoever wins three out of two is the real champions or whatever. So there's a lot of things they can do with here. It's it's super interesting. I'm excited to see it. I wish we were live to see the first one, but you know. Wish we were live for this one, but just so <laughs> this two seconds after I leave Florida for the summer. <laughs> yeah, no kidding, right? So, but that's uh, that is life, and we will watch it on uh, on television. So, sure. Uh, MLW tomorrow night—that's your Dynamite pre-show. They are doing their last show of the current season: Myron Reed versus Leo Rush, amongst some other matches. But when this is done, we're done with MLW until July. When fans come back, MLW has contracts, as mentioned, with the zone and Vice and others to fulfill. So I expect a whole lot more content. And ultimately, ultimately, I believe the build will still continue to be Hammerstone and Fatu at some point in the future. Yeah, I would agree. I I hope that we see like a complete overhaul. I hope they use this time to, you know, give me a complete scrubbing of the the website. Let me do a let's do a fresh look and a fresh take on everything and let's bring the brand back with a lot of pop. Like this in between stuff has been good, but not great. Um and they are alive. They're much better with a live audience for sure. Yeah, this is a no fan era and it's very interesting. So we'll see what happens when they have the opportunity to bring fans back. So. Yeah. All right, Travis, it's that time. Play the little bumper here. You looked a little confused during the cold open of the show, like you didn't know necessarily what the Daily Wrestling News Show gauntlet is. Well, I will tell you now. Only one person is getting a point this week. It might be you, but I, what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you the name of a show. And you have to start naming wrestlers that wrestled in matches on that show. And you're going to go until you give me a wrong answer. Whatever number of wrestlers that you mention will be your score, and we'll compare it. Whoever has the highest score at the end of the week is going to get their point for the week. Yesterday, Al Carl had Backlash 2020, and he scored three points. So here is that standing. You can see Al with three points. You are at zero right now. So you have to... Get more than three to take the lead for the week, and then you should get a little insurance to beat John DeConi and John Smith later in the later in the week. Do you understand the rules? I do. Okay. The show is the horror show at Extreme Rules 2020. The horror show at Extreme Rules 2020. Yeah. Usually it's just extreme rules, but in 2020 we called it the horror show. 
Extreme Rules. And this is a WWE show? This is a WWE show. Is it NXT or main roster? It is main roster. I'm, oh, based boy. on those questions, you are in rough shape. <laughs> let's let's go uh, Bray Wyatt. One point. Braun Strowman. Two points. Seth Rollins. Three points. Randy Orton. No Randy Orton. Believe it or not. Here is the lineup. So you got what you got three points. That's pretty good. You've tied out. <laughs> three points. There was like 14 people on the show or whatever. Uh yeah, you had Seth Rollins. I thought you'd get the Seth Rollins match. It's the horror show. Eye for an eye. Oh. Uh so how, how could I have forgotten? Horror show was the perfect name. Yes. So the pre-show, Kevin Owens versus Murphy. The first match on the show, Cesaro and Nakamura versus The New Day, which was Biggie and Kofi. Bailey defeated Nikki Cross. Seth Rollins defeated Rey Mysterio. Asuka versus Sasha Banks ended in a no contest. Drew McIntyre defeated Dolph Ziggler. And Bray Wyatt defeated Braun Strowman in the Wyatt Swamp match. So... Three points. If you guys all score three points, it's going to make it very hard on me. I guess I will either credit you all a point or give you none. So, perfect. We're at three. Okay. Fun times. I guess I better do this with WrestleManias. <laughs> oh, no. This is fine. <laughs> so, all right, Travis, let's go through. I'll come back and we'll, uh, we'll talk about some other stuff after the break here, but I want to tell some people about some stuff like. A new month, a new shirt. Let's talk about the Crucifix shirt. It's the same deal, though. 20 bucks includes the shipping. It's any size you want. It's $20. Uh, it comes in the super soft style. I like this shirt, the Crucifix. This is how just about every match on Monday Night Raw ends these days with the Crucifix roll-up or some other kind of roll-up. So uh, you can go get it at bodyslamclothes.com for 20 bucks right now. And then... You can listen to the Primetime Rundown each and every Friday. Join Joey Jarzenka, Ian Schreier, and Rob DeLuca on Friday nights for the Primetime Rundown. They take you through the world of sports. The show kicks off at 6 p.m. on the Eastern Observer. And then we have the Essential Wrestling Podcast every Tuesday at 6 p.m. We're going with episode 52 tonight. Al Carl, who has been in the comments throughout this show, will be on the show as the host. I will be there along with John DeCani and Gary Maheffi and John Smith. It's another week of updates and highlights in the world of wrestling. We're going to make all the picks for the week's matches. We'll break down blood and guts in the main event segment. And uh, coverage begins at 6 p.m. this Tuesday. That's tonight on the Eastern Observer. And then our show, the Daily Wrestling News Show, returns tomorrow and Thursday and Friday this week with shows uh, covering everything in wrestling, all the news of the day, plus in-depth interviews with guests. So do tune in every day at 10 a.m., right every, wherever you're watching this show right now. Also, note, if you're watching this show and you'd like to listen to this show on the way home from work, go ahead and subscribe to that show, to the Daily Wrestling News Show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or whatever. You can get the audio version, listen to it at your leisure. It's a great way to consume the show. So with that, Travis... Anything else going on this week? So New Japan Strong doesn't have anything listed right now, um, which is curious to me. No, Maybe this uh, health thing 
kind of it, set back their their timing and stuff. John Moxley um, and Chris Dickinson versus Yuji Nagata and Ren Narita this Friday. Oh, well, I guess that's a pretty big match that I couldn't find in their news section. Um, <laughs> I know the la- the last week the the match ended with Clark Connors over or Clark Connors getting beated getting defeated by Carl Fredericks to which they said Clark Connors is no longer a young lion. So I guess we're going to see a repackaged, maybe a new Clark Connors with a new look and not those black tights normally. So, but yeah, that, that tag team match sounds great. I'm yeah. excited. I'm, Big not sure you, for Dynamite the next I'm not sure where you dug that up from because it's not in their new Japan schedule. The whole thing is just filled with stuff. So I'll send you the link after the show. Great. <laughs> sounds good. Uh, John Dakani chiming in. He would have gotten two on the Extreme Rules. Definitely the eye for eye. Yeah, uh, it certainly gave uh, Scott Demore an impact. Plenty of co- comedy last couple of weeks ago. <laughs> yes. All back to that lovely match where the eye magically healed. Mm-hmm. Even uh, yeah, I believe everywhere that week they were every every company was doing eye for eye references and. <laughs> I even had, you know, I, I wrote something in the Body Slam Brigade newsletter that uh, everybody was stealing Rey Mysterio's thunder. And I got, I got one guy that responded back to me and, like, tore me down, like, what thunder of Rey Mysterio's? He's a Hall of Famer. You know, the whole, you know, troll thing. <laughs> I got that back at one day. But Take anyway. it a little too serious. Yeah, a little too serious. It was mm-hmm. sarcasm. Yes. So at its finest. I should, but I, you know, learned my lesson. Sarcasm doesn't. Uh, come through in print. So I know you need italics font or something like that to designate it. I'm still waiting for Zuckerberg to let me do that on Facebook so that people understand. But just if I lead with the fact that I'm sarcastic all the time, just assume that it's sarcasm. Yeah, sark mark. That's what we need. Mm-hmm. The exactly. All right. Well, with that being said, that's been our show. Thanks everybody for watching. Uh, for Travis, I'm Ryan. We will see you tomorrow. <laughs>